Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast, and I am your host Dia. So last week and still continuing, we saw another rise of the Black Lives Matter movement with protests all over the world. After yet another African American man, George Floyd, was unjustly murdered by a police officer. I took time to personally reflect on my own deeply ingrained racist worldviews and question my privilege as an Asian American and a quote-unquote model minority. So, Dr. Robin D'Angelo, the author of Why Fragility, asks us to examine why there's always been this refusal and discomfort in discussing race and racist matters, or why people are so quick to jump into defense, things like "I'm not racist because A, B, C, D, E," when confronted with this kind of racial injustices or just conversation. And after learning and unlearning a ton this past week, I can just say that it is nearly impossible for us to have not been ingrained with a racist point of view. And often, this is to say it wasn't by choice or by desire. Racism is and has been a long-established system, not just an event. We think somehow having a racist worldview means that you're a bad person, which isn't the case. You can be a good, decent, amazing person and still hold those same views, whether it be consciously or unconsciously. And I personally think that it's important for us to just acknowledge this, so that we can step out of any need to defend or feel shame or guilt or denial, and just to actually start taking action on being an ally. And I believe that partly it's because this is making people question their identity and their privileges in society and in everyday lives. And as we all know, change is scary, and any challenges to our identity is even more so. But then I came upon this brilliant but simple tweet, and it said, "Normalize changing your opinion after learning new information. It's okay." And it seems like such a simple and obvious statement, but I think many of us really struggle with accepting that change is okay, changing our opinions are okay, changing ourselves are okay. So I was brushing my teeth one morning, sitting with this idea of how almost everyone detests change, because it is so uncomfortable and oftentimes scary. It made me think of how changing ourselves in the direction of growth is sort of like the growing pains that babies and toddlers experience. Unpleasant, but perhaps necessary. And so immediately after I finished brushing my teeth, I sat down to type. And this episode sort of just flowed out of me. I didn't even mean for it to be an episode. I just wanted to write my thoughts down. But here we are. So today I wanted to sit down and talk about why change is so scary, but it can also be so beautiful and expansive. <music> Want to make a quick note before we begin that in this particular episode, I am mostly referring to and discussing change within ourselves, our perception, our identity, opinions, action, and reaction, etc. I'm not talking about how to deal with last-minute flight cancellations and changes, although we could cover that in a future episode. So, have you ever met or come across someone who claims to be a spiritual person or does some type of spiritual practice? And have you noticed maybe that their energy felt a bit off? Maybe even came off as a bit of a mess. That's the best way I can describe it. And hey, no shame. I'm one of those people. Gentle reminder: you can be on a spiritual journey and a human being at the same time. 
So anyway, I always wondered why. Why is it that sometimes those people on a spiritual quest seems even more of a hot mess than people who aren't even vaguely interested in spirituality? And so I think that maybe, maybe because when we have the desire and the courage to push our own boundaries, to question our identity, programming, and conditioning, we might come up against shadows, tests, challenges that are there to help guide us over the next chapter. And those very challenges may create little friction and chaos in small and big events and ways in our lives. And those little friction and chaos can serve as the catalyst to propel for the next change. Of course, this is by no means an excuse for someone to be an asshole. But it seems true that the people closest to us are usually the ones that trigger us the most and oftentimes find themselves in the line of fire. (laughs) So... Yes, change is very uncomfortable, like the growing pains children experience. And a very good friend of mine said to me the other day, it's also kind of like being in labor. The more you resist, the more painful and longer it will last. And personally, I've never gone through child labor, but I believe her. And the more we resist, the longer and more painful it might be. And of course, it's uncomfortable when we begin our personal or spiritual growth because oftentimes it calls for a drastic change. It calls for us to break down the barriers and walls and identities that has made us feel safe and protected. And it even asks us to examine our pain and trauma that we have come to identify ourselves with, made friends with, and somehow found comfort and familiarity in. And whenever anything or anyone threatens that identity, we react in all sorts of crazy ways. And I don't mean just when your positive aspects gets challenged. I mean any big, small, conscious, subtle, unconscious thing we've come to identify ourselves with, bind ourselves to. When that gets challenged, we all react in some amazingly silly ways. But that resistance is the ego. And we have to remain so open and tender and unguarded in order for change to happen. How many of us have heard ourselves or somebody else say, no, I'll never change or, oh, no, I doubt they'll ever change. And can we now please take a moment and see that, that even that statement is just another layer of identity that we have attached to ourselves and to others. The most fundamental law in our universe is the fact that everything changes and nothing ever stays the same. Our blood cells gets renewed, our skin cells, everything in and on our body is constantly changing. So why do we believe it is impossible to change what's inside? Inside our minds, inside our hearts, inside the insecurity and doubt and pain and hurt and fear. Change is the most scary yet powerful thing that we have. The ability to change means the opportunity to grow, to begin and again and again, and to come home to our most connected, joyful, and powerful self just a little closer every single time. But change, again, is so uncomfortable. We are here with ourselves and we are digging and we are shifting the very foundation of our house that's been built for all these years that we've been alive. We're knocking down bricks and old carpets placed inside our house by other people, by parents, by teachers, society, religion, ideologies, and by ourselves. 
which is why I will pause here and emphasize on compassion and gentleness. Do you know how many times I've just finished reading a life-changing book and I think, well, now the next time I get into an argument or somebody triggers me, I'm going to be a saint. I'm going to walk away completely unscathed and untouched with an open heart and love and light. And guess what? That love and light isn't always so easy to access. The universe might send us a challenge tailored specifically for the lesson we're meant to learn. And lo and behold, I try, but my inner child and my ego and all the conditioning find its way back up. And there I am again, wailing in pain, shouting in anger, protecting myself from change in any way possible. But I'm here to say that it's okay. No matter how many times we fail, the desire and the willingness to keep digging and discovering and learning and unlearning is the most important promise that we can make to ourselves. Because knocking down a house and rebuilding it from scratch is a big deal, and it can be a difficult lifelong project. When we learn something new from books, videos, personal experiences, podcasts, our brain cognitively process this information and it becomes knowledge. But knowledge does not mean knowing. It takes time and patience and opportunities to arise for us to practice what we've learned. And we have to reframe and retrain and reparent ourselves so that slowly the transformation begins and the growing continues. But isn't it so beautiful that the learning and growing never stops? Our lives should never be so boring because there isn't a single destination. There are so many sights to see, experiences, discoveries, both externally and internally. Nobody wants to be challenged about who they are, what they believe, and how they should conduct themselves or see this world. But change is necessary because I don't think that we're meant to be static, set in our ways, stubborn, and reliving in the same pain over and over and over again. We're given the opportunity not only to grow individually, but as a collective, so if you do get triggered often, if you find yourself in conflict often, or if you find yourself feeling unhappy and unable to live in joy, dig in and ask why. Ask yourself, why do we remain in this place? And I must acknowledge at this point that some of our struggles are about basic necessities. Some people literally are struggling with just staying alive. And on varying levels, we can all compare and contrast to see who has it harder. But the change that I'm talking about is the internal struggle and the way we show up every day for ourselves and to others. The change that will take us out of our minds, the mind that just keeps turning those wheels of old conditioning and beliefs that does not serve us that hurt us, that make us fight and run away when all we want is to be closer. I am talking about self-perpetrating suffering, all because we're so attached to that ego and all those layers of identity and the stories that we were sold and bought as our own. Stories that may appear unchangeable and impossible to transform. I don't know about you, but 
I know I can just have one opinion from somebody, and I start spiraling so deep into my own hole of insecurity and misery that a simple miscommunication can easily turn into an inner dialogue that sounds something like this. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'll never be loved. Nobody will stick around. And you know, your own stuff is going to show up with different kinds of inner dialogues. But regardless of what that dialogue sounds like, we suffer. And we wail and we fight or we close ourselves off. And all this pain our own mind has created. There are so many ways that we can be wounded by our past experiences. But why are we still marinating in the pains of the past? Why do we choose suffering? Again, I am talking about the doubts and fears that stems from our own mind. Change can be beautiful because we have a choice and say in it. And change doesn't have to be forced upon us when we've hit rock bottom of some sort. Though many times that is how it happens because we refuse to look at what needs to be changed. But it doesn't need to be this way. And so this is when I personally realized that even though I knew this journey of changing and growing would be forever and it would be so difficult, and even though I knew I would take two steps forward and one step back, that this kind of self-perpetrating suffering just doesn't make sense to me anymore. And change doesn't mean that you're inauthentic. It doesn't mean you're a fake. And it doesn't mean you don't know who you are. Change is a beautiful choice we get to make. It is the freedom to choose. We change our food preferences, change our opinions, change our clothes. You can change the way you see yourself and others in the world. And we can change how we feel. We are the alchemists that can turn pain into compassion and sadness into sympathy and struggles into resilience. It may not be easy and it may be a forever journey, but the magic of the alchemist is activated when we choose to be willing to remain open and when we make a commitment to always keep our hearts and minds open, to fail and fail and try again, to always question others and ourselves, and the willingness to love ourselves so much that we won't allow to remain in this pain anymore. No matter how uncomfortable it is to face change, and so much easier said than done to embrace it with openness and curiosity, it will always still be even more painful and difficult to remain impassive and stuck in the suffering. So this message goes to myself and to all of you listening. Next time you're shaken up and broken down by a force or event asking you to change, to shift, to grow, let's see if we can embrace it as a beautiful opportunity, a chance to show up and remember our authentic inner being, the being that has the capacity to cry tears of joy, the whole collective humanity that seeks laughter and the pursuit of happiness as our highest goal in this life experience. And remember to always have compassion towards yourself and others, especially when the journey calls for our patience and our kindness the most.
Thank you so much for listening. And you can find us on Instagram at paths underscore back to you. That's P-A-T-H-S underscore back to you or on our Facebook group with the same name as the podcast. Also, feel free to send any comments or inquiries to paths back to you at gmail.com. And I will talk to you guys all in the next